0: An event that will change the world forever happened in the U.S. Senate this week, and it wasn't the impeachment. The Monica Perez Show starts now. This is Monica Perez, waking Atlanta up to the true threats to our liberty every Saturday from 3 to 6, right here on 95.5 WSB. 3 to 5, actually, today. But we're going to get it all done. There's so much to talk about, but I can talk pretty fast. So let's get started. This week, the big news out of the Senate obviously was the ceremonial reading of the articles of impeachment into the record by Adam Schiff. The uh, actual impeachment is slated to start Tuesday, the trial. But there was a lot of pomp and circumstance, a lot of ceremony but just an hour before that, Senate, the Senate passed 89 to 9, the USMCA, that globalist trade deal that is in lockstep with the TPP, which Trump promised to and still says he put to bed in his anti-globalist campaign for president. He was elected to kind of put that globalism to bed Instead, it is now the law of the land, and other unilateral deals will start getting plugged into it. That's what it provides for. So there was a China deal announced this week immediately in the newspaper today. In the journal, it said, EU is next. We all expect UK to be next. I think that was probably the true nature of Brexit, to just have this globalist core agreement that everything else could plug into. I think it's going to replace the WTO, the World Trade Organization. This is big, big news, and there was no discussion of it. That alone would be reason, in my mind, to have this entire impeachment thing. The entire, if if this is truly the core of the world governments of the global economic system that the powers that be have arguably been trying to put into place formally since the league of nations a hundred years ago it would be worth sacrificing or setting up an entire presidency and impeachment just to get that done if this really is headed where i think it is if it's really that big a step towards globalism and i think it is But I do think that there's another reason. There's probably many purposes being served by the impeachment. But one of the reasons that I think it's going down just the way it is, especially the way Schiff read the articles of impeachment, it seemed very clear that the theme they were getting at continues to be election integrity, that we don't really have the kind of democracy that we think we have, that it's that it's coming apart. This, I've seen this theme for years now. It started, maybe it started even before this, but in 2000, when George Bush was elected with the hanging chad that was resolved in Florida, where his brother was governor, and then in 2004 in Ohio, there were real issues with the voting machines there that said Kerry was winning and Bush did win, and it was was the winner maker. Then after that, Obama was is considered illegitimate by some because of the birther issue that he wasn't born here that he's not really american natural citizen then with the 2016 election all the top contenders had or would have legitimacy issues from ted cruz having two canadian parents at birth in canada to hillary having definitely people who are not legal to vote non-citizens vote for her i mean that's just de rigueur in california anyway plenty of evidence of that and they would have exploited that had she won and then with trump i actually think the weakest argument is this russia collusion argument and to the extent giuliani is really on his side or there really are two pieces of that two sides of this battle i think giuliani was over in ukraine trying to flip the script on that and say it was really the democrats working with the ukrainians to interfere with the 2016 election and i think to the extent Giuliani was operating over there at all in a political capacity it would have been for that but now they've pushed this narrative forward into 2020 by saying ukraine is it is ground zero again for where trump was trying to Influence the election against Biden by having Ukraine create an investigation against him uh, with regard to his position as VP and his son's position as a board member of Burisma over in Ukraine. But when Giuliani was over there, Biden wasn't hadn't even announced that he was running yet. Like I just I think that all of these narratives, all of the items that are being emphasized, will ultimately not only provide a distraction from things like the USMCA, but, and I want to bring my, uh, I would say, expert on the subject, producer Binkley in on this conversation, that 2020 election integrity, that the 2020 presidential election goes off perfectly is I would say in the crosshairs, especially from some of the stuff you've brought me, Binkley, in the crosshairs so that the powers that be, and I'm not talking about like Obama holdovers deep state. I'm talking about the people who kind of run the show above the parties, the people who influence that. I think this two-party system is a way to keep us at odds with each other, but they have globalism in mind. They have uh, what Michael Chertoff said was a fundamental restructuring of our legal architecture by Congress to pass laws and stuff like that. And we've played on this show before, Binkley's actually played for us clips that talk about, I forget if you can remember who it was who, who did it, that they, these guys, so who who were the people who played that clips? And then I'll tell what that clip was. Do you it, remember the guy, the tripwire guy? Where it, it was-, was like, it An was, army
1: yeah. cyber conference yeah. and they were communications and strategic communication officers. So those
0: guys were in the army yeah. or working for the army. Yeah, not everybody who works for the army is in the army, but th- so these guys were government officials, army yeah. officials, not like deep state. They were, you know, kind of above that, behind it all. Or, you know, the continuity of government type, like the real like when people yeah. defend the deep state, these are the guys they're defending.
1: Yeah, they run communications, they're propaganda trained propagandists.
0: Yes. Okay. So and and sometimes, you know, they include that with intelligence gathering. It's kind of a two way street, I think. And what they were saying was that in order to convince people what a threat Russia is or perhaps they didn't say this, but I think maybe there's another they didn't want to say it. But to get people to think that we do need to fundamentally restructure our system, there needs to be a tripwire that gets tripped. And and when asked the question by the, the moderator or maybe she was a reporter, interviewer, she said, well, I can't imagine anything that would have the kind of weight that you're talking about. Like in World War II, the guy had described to her that in World War II, there was a tripwire where 300,000 American troops were on the border in Europe. And if Russia breached them, they might be slaughtered, but that would provide the kind of everybody stands together and goes to war against Russia as with a unified front, a war-weary country, would respond to a tripwire like that. And she said, I can't imagine what could be that. And the guy said, well, 2020 election. Yeah. Now, he didn't elaborate. But we got a tweet from Dean that had an article about Operation Blackout, which— really reflected what you had brought there it talked about how they um it's like an israeli company or or guys who were mossad like people who were on on the offense now have this company i think called cyber reason where they quote scenario out bad stuff and one of the things they're working on is a major election issue on that day maybe countrywide where people die and martial law is declared now, this is something that the FBI is working with them on. So for me, this sounds like they're really planning on something big for the election. And and the impeachment stuff does feed into that narrative and will be top of mind for everyone the entire year.
1: I agree. And we've seen this civil unrest across the, ro- the world. And if it's going to happen here. It'll happen after the results of the 2020 election.
0: And that could be what lights the fuse, because that is true. There have been what I have dubbed plug-in protests around the world, which you saw coming. I gave it a name, but you saw it coming with Hong Kong because they were bringing it out as a template. And then I also noticed that along the way in articles, it was saying that, It was describing in great detail strategies, tactics. I mean, it reminded me of the Flyers from the Soros Color Revolutions, which told you how to wear a hoodie properly.
1: Yeah, I was I was reading uh Brzezinski's book and he was talking about that one he wrote before he died, and he was talking about these civil unrest around the world being models and triggering more civil unrest quickly and quickly. Oh my
0: gosh. That's amazing that you should bring that up. Oh, that really connects the dots to some other stuff I want to talk about today. This Iran thing, he described, Zbigniew Brzezinski described, who is like the master kind of deep state thinker, he described the arc of crisis. He named it the arc of crisis, the Shia-Sunni conflict in the Middle East. And for the first time in my life that I've been cognizantly aware of what's going on in the Middle East for the first time I think I I might be seeing through that that I think that perhaps that arc of crisis that he peddled was a way for us on behalf of the military industrial complex on behalf of big oil have a military presence in the Middle East that we don't have a world government we don't have a world army we should not be there but but thank goodness for Iran if that's what we want to do, you know what I'm saying? If that's what we want it to do, only because, as you and I have discussed on our podcast these past couple of weeks, the way the Iran thing is unfolding seems so scripted, so theatrical, so like there's no real danger somehow. There's some volley here. And then when Iran freaked out and called us psyops agents and big liars after the plane got shot down and then had to eat their words based on a video that was promoted by bellingcat who's a known deep state propagandist posing as an indie journalist i mean it the whole thing smelled funny to me and and i wonder if maybe as as big was uh was putting up the front the excuse for us to go in there and behave militarily
1: Potentially, but you're right. It all seems like a bad community stage play to me.
0: Yes, exactly. And that also folds in with the impeachment. I want to talk more about the impeachment, but I'd like to touch on Iran. And later in the show, for sure, I want to talk about the Virginia gun rights rally. That's getting so, so much press. But let's get to that. And I'm uh, happy to take some calls. 404-872-0750 or 800-WSB-TALK. This is Monica Perez.
2: Monica Perez.
0: No, never give up.
2: Never surrender. On 95.5 WSB, Atlantis News and Talk.
0: Well, we hit the ground running talking about the impeachment and started to peel the onion right away. Binkley, my producer here, you have experience in uh, on stage and on screen. So this whole impeachment scenario and actually the Ra- Iran thing, we can we can talk more about the Iran thing later, but I want to... I want to lay out, like, at the bottom of the hour, the impeachment and some details of content that's important. But so what was your impression? I only listened to it. I had a long drive and I was listening to it. I didn't see anything. But what was your impression?
1: It's bad community theater that's not even trying to present itself as good quality real acting, in my opinion. (laughs)
0: It, well, I was impressed the way Adam Schiff read the articles of impeachment. I thought it was much better. If Chuck Schumer had read it, he would like have paused at the end of you know, the line of the page rather than where there was a period. You know what I mean? When he reads it, it's just like he actually – you know, I almost feel like him reading something that in brackets like feign outrage. That's you know? because
1: <laughs> he is an aspiring screenwriter. Adam Schiff. And an amateur stand-up comic at liberal donor events.
0: See, this is a thing that I think is really under appreciated or scrutinized from Stacey Abrams to Zelensky to Trump. These people have acting experience. And then once I was trying to find that and I, I was like looking politicians acting and I saw an, an article about Netanyahu's acting coach. And I'm thinking, if Netanyahu's got an acting coach, there's a no question Obama has an acting coach. Or, and we know that Jeff Zucker hired an acting coach for Trump when he did The Apprentice, so, or that he certainly taught him how to do a show. It was Zucker was at, at the helm for some of that.
1: Yeah, the bits that they put on TV, they want to be the most dramatic and the most heightened in order to elicit attention and a feeling in the audience.
0: Interesting. So it, it did seem highly orchestrated. I certainly felt, oh yeah, because like when they walked John Robertson, I could hear the commentators saying, he's got a smile on his face. And, and I'm thinking that's awful. Like why would he have a smile on his face with that? <laughs> it, it, you know, he probably couldn't suppress it because he it, it could not take it seriously. But I'm taking it seriously. I don't like it. And it, it does undermine our our system such as it is. So let's talk about some of the details of this and where we think it's going to go after the break. 800-WSB-TALK is our number. You can call 404-872-0750 or tweet at me at Monica Perez Show.
2: Monica Perez. It's all real. Oh, my God. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. it. On 95.5 WSB, Atlantis News and Talk.
0: I am waking Atlanta up to the true threats to our liberty. Saturday afternoons from 3 to 6 is my normal time slot. But tonight, I'm on for this afternoon. I'm on from 3 to 5. but We're going to get it all done. We are talking about the impeachment. I gave you the big picture overview. If you ever want to hear the show from the beginning, you just tune in halfway or whatever, you can go to Binkley and I, my producer Binkley and I, do a podcast called The Propaganda Report. We have a website, thepropreport.com. And uh, do we always... Put this show on there. Let's start putting this show on there. Okay. I'm not sure we always do that. So let's do that for the uh, courtesy of the listening audience because it's commercial free. All so right. So that's a courtesy WSB extends to us. We will extend it to you. So we talk a lot about this stuff and we're talking about, we. so every day we do a 30-minute podcast called the Drive Time News Blast. We put it up by 4 o'clock and we hit all these topics. So we have a different perspective and we get a little deeper on it and know a lot of details. So I'm gonna get into some of the details you're probably not hearing anywhere else, but I wanna to get to a call first. If you wanna call, 404-872-0750 or 800-WSB-TALK or you could tweet at me at Monica Perez Show or tweet at Binkley at Freedom Act Radio. Uh, and uh, I'm gonna to go to Orlando. Orlando, you are on the air with Monica. Hi, Orlando. How you doing? Good, how are you doing?
2: All right. I think that, uh, overall, at at the end of the day, it's going to end up in a motion to dismiss because uh, Andrew Jackson and Bill Clinton were charged with crimes under the United States Code, and these crimes they're charging Trump with are not. So it's going to end up in a motion to dismiss.
0: I wonder about that. I think I... That's great. That's very well put and that was a question I was really asking myself. Like could they just say you didn't make a case? Let's just put this to bed right now. Like I feel like they they can and should do that. And I agree with you. They don't really make a case for anything. I'm going to get into the details of that after we after I hang up, but uh, but they but I feel like the GOP to Binkley's point that this is kind of like theatrical, they have defectors who want to call witnesses. I think they're going to open this can of worms.
2: Well, I mean, I think that, you know, they'll give a chance for the Democrats to make their point and maybe uh, for the Republicans to get into it because maybe it's a chance to go against Biden. But at the end of the day, it's just going to be a motionless because otherwise you can charge Trump with um I have an orange hair? Crazy.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's unpatriotic. I mean, that is how the articles read. It, that it—it's his bad intentions, his bad motivations that make this a crime. And while motive helps inform a jury that a crime was committed with intent. It is not in itself an element of the crime, but that's really the entirety of what's in the articles of impeachment. And I'm going to, I'm going to get into that. I'm going to read those and tell you what I think, but uh, uh, I agree. I, I, but I just think that the GOP cannot be trusted to, to just take this win because that's what it is at this point. They did not, the case is not made my opinion and, if they want to go for it and say, oh, well, we can bring down the Democrats, we can prove the Biden thing. I think they could, actually. But I don't think they would. I don't think they will. And, I, and I'm going to lay out why I think this whole—one of the, the shoes that dropped this week was a—supposedly an operative of Giuliani was following Yovanovitch in Kiev. That story, there's, uh, I'm going to go on the record to say that there is, in my opinion, there is no chance that's what this guy was doing. No chance. But there is something super fishy about this guy. I'm going to tell you some of the details of that. uh, And I'm going to first take another call. Let's go to Mike. Mike, you are on the air with Monica. Hi, Mike. How are you doing?
2: I'm doing well. I am confused over exactly what entity the GAO is. I hear one moment that it's a private entity. It's not part of the government. It doesn't have judges in it, but yet they, they uh, come out with authoritative prejudicial statements stating that Trump is guilty of that or this, that, or the other. Um, would you are they likely partisan or what? What does it comprise? That did they have any credibility when they come out and I mean I'm talking about real credibility when they come out and say Trump is guilty of something without a hearing?
0: Yeah, let me answer that. I actually was. That's another thing that I'm so glad these guys are bringing up exactly the questions that I had. Which is, this one is the GAO, the Government Accountability Office, and it does not have the power of judgment. So this is an opinion. It's not supposed to be partisan, yet it reads very partisan and as i like to do i like to go read the text the full text of the document they are talking about and nothing else as if you last are like do you read what, listen to podcasts and stuff? i do not like to listen to people spin or analysis or even good ideas i like to form my own ideas first so i went and read this thing and while i don't really have the resources or the time to investigate all the articles that are cited all the precedents all the laws all the rules on the face of this document, it's a nine-page document from the GAO. I am not convinced. On the face of it, it looks wrong to me. It looks like they are incorrect. What they say is that the that Trump or the White House or whatever said, we are not, the OMB, I think, the Office of uh, Management and Budget, said, we're not releasing the funds... These funds that are allocated, they send them a bunch of stuff, tons and tons of stuff. But we're not releasing the the, stuff, the money to Ukraine until we've figured a few things out, how to use it best or whatever their boilerplate language is. Then they said, this is not to say that we're not going to do it in a timely manner because we're obliged to do it by the end of the fiscal year. This is, We are not saying that we're not going to do it by the end of the fiscal year. So they filed a few of those along the way, and then in August, like August 20th, at the end of August, they did not put that sentence in, we're not, this doesn't mean we're not going to do it by the end of the year. But they still just said, this is what we're doing. And here's the thing, it was within their prerogative, from what I can tell, to not send it before they were obliged to send it at the end of the fiscal year, which is September 30th. And in fact, they did send it by the end of the fiscal year that's it so when i look at this impeachment stuff the first article there are two articles one is abuse of power and the second one is uh like uh obstruction of congress yeah so abuse of power the abuse of power one is that trump had a quid pro quo where he asked zelensky to do an investigation maybe to fire Ivanovich, uh and in return he would Release the funds that he was obliged to release and have a meeting with him. Zelensky didn't do what he asked, announced investigation. He released the funds, and he had the meeting. All the other stuff that came out of Congress is like witness testimony and all that and and a prime example of how little that all can be trusted is the way yovanovich was painted the things that she said that i know are not true because there is documentary evidence and witness testimony from the prosecutor in ukraine who was biden's guy so it's against his interest if if he was corrupt he wouldn't be saying this george kent who was uh I forget his exact title, but he was in the embassy at the time in Ukraine, sent a letter to Ukraine saying, we basically want you to stand down from investigating this anti-corruption entity that we like. We like you to fund them. They're associated with us. We know that they were associated with George Soros, too. Yovanovitch was in on all that. Yet the way she's painted in Congress, like a lot of the other witness stuff, isn't true if you dig in. So I don't pay attention to all that hearsay at all, zero, zero, zero. I look at what happened, what the process was for withholding that aid, and if that phone call and the subsequent events constitute bribery, quid pro quo, whatever. I Personally, I think bribery is when the American official takes money— to do something. I don't even think bribery is the right word here, but whatever. I, even what they're saying happened, I, I there's nothing there in my opinion. So for me, if they did a, uh, a, and then the second thing is obstruction of Congress. If they, first of all, it's obstructing Congress in an impeachment trial for something that there were no grounds for. So it's like resisting arrest when you didn't do anything wrong. I hate that. But no one was actually charged for I looked up if anyone was charged with contempt of Congress this year and the two people who were listed were Bill Barr. I forget why. And um, Trump in December. So it had to do with the impeachment. I didn't. I don't know if he was held in contempt of Congress or if they just considered the impeachment an act of contempt of Congress, but nobody was held in contempt of Congress. So the underlying crime that he's being accused of, which I'm not even sure is a crime, telling somebody not to show up. If it's if you really wanted the person to show up, and they go on and on in the articles of impe- impeachment that it's their power, they have the power. He's arrogating whatever. To I mean, they. I guess that means like taking to himself the right to trump our impeachment authority whatever hey man you don't have authority if you don't have the power to enforce it you do have the power to enforce it file contempt charges against those people and march them in there or throw them in jail grassley's ready to throw people in jail just for not raising their hand to talk like that whole if there's nobody who's actually charged with contempt i'm not sure anyone actually committed it and i don't think he suborned that so for me, the entire articles of impeachment, I, I go with Orlando uh, to start out with, saying they should just have a motion to dismiss and vote on it. I totally agree. Anybody who wants to dig into this, I think the case is not made, and I don't even think there are good charges made. So, and the GAO, uh, regardless of whether they have double standards or they're partisan or they have uh, authority. Just read the thing. it's It seems completely fine. You know, there's not they even their extremely biased report does nothing for me. Like I'm not worried about this at all. But I started digging into the Ivanovich thing, that guy who is supposedly trailing her. I want to tell you why there's, in my mind, No way he was trailing her and then tell you like this crazy story about this guy. I mean, I'm I'm worried about him that he's not going to be around to tell his tale. But I also want to hear from you, Binkley, or I want to go back and forth with you a little bit about some of the theatrical plot twists or you know some of the best so i consider this like a season of a tv show yeah and that we're going to have some episodes that it really could not be the theme of an entire season which it clearly is going to be if there weren't some bombshell episodes so let's talk about what those might look like in our in our short segment and then at the top of the hour i'm going to tell you about this guy robert hyde it's a real curious story and if you want to chime in with the conversation give us a call 404 750 or 800-WSB-TALK, or you can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show.
2: Monica Perez. Bring big drama show. Let's go. Let's do it. On 95.5 WSB, Atlantis News and Talk.
0: We're going to go straight to the phones. We're talking about impeachment, of course. Let's go to Deji. You are on with Monica. Hey, how are you doing?
2: Yeah, good afternoon. How are you?
0: Good, thank you. What you got?
2: So, you know, um, you know... I, I would agree that uh, these allegations are maybe not at the level of impeachment, um, but the the issue that I have is no one uh, has, the, has the professional courage to speak up and say, you know what, you know, this doesn't sound right. You know, it doesn't sound right for, you know, a president to reach out to uh, the leader of another country and ask them to investigate. You know their political rival that doesn't sound right that shouldn't be happening you know and you know having the professional courage to say that uh that's the concern that i have you know everyone is just you know like looking the other way and you know i think you know something has to be done or said and you know congratulations to those few uh republicans that have come out and you know said that hey you know this is not right you know but just the fact that people are afraid of their political uh you know careers and they're not speaking up i think that's you know that's that's a huge concern that's the issue and, okay you know, well here yeah. here's the
0: thing so the the i do believe that I mean all it's completely partisan so all the democrats are saying what you're saying and not too many republicans are taking the other position i'm not a republican so i look at it from the facts and i think that there's stuff that Trump and every other president since Washington has done that has more meat on the bones than this. That's what I think personally. But your point, I think, is interesting about why won't Republicans stand up and you admire the few who are standing up. I think that is going to be one of the big um, Drama pivots of this whole year of the impeachment. So Binkley and I were talking about how there are going to be moments when you've got some surprise. I think, let's give that some time. Let's go to the top of the hour. Binkley and I, we can spend a couple of minutes on that. I'll tell you the Robert Hyde thing. And then we've got that Virginia gun rally I want to talk about. And maybe a little bit on Iran. So I think that one of the things we are going to see, though, there's like at least six people whose names have kind of been flagged as more or less GOP defectors. And that can really change the course of events because they will probably make sure that there is kind of a full-on trial with witnesses and further investigation. And that, my friends, will be the show. That is gonna be the main event is to have all these guys coming in. Binkley, you have a hilarious analogy about the parade of witnesses we're gonna see. Let's hear that after the break.
2: Save up to 25% off your first year at lifelock.com slash aware.